Have we made it through 2020 yet? Well, we have. Together, Bible is with you. It's over the truth in the book of Revelation. I know a lot of preachers don't preach that, but I'm here today not to interpret Some of you already wiped your head there saying, my goodness, I thought I was going to have to have a debate with the preacher. I'm not here telling you or talking to you about when the rapture will happen or when it won't happen. So people ask me all the time, Pastor, do you believe in the rapture? Yes, sir, I do. If it's going to happen, you better believe it is. And let me tell you, if you don't know what's going to happen, just watch where I'm going. I'm going. Not only am I going, it's my prayer for going with me. And I feel like any moment, any second, any hour, he's going to call his bride home. One of these days, the clouds are going to split open, and our Lord Jesus Christ himself is going to say, Children, come home with a shout and with the trump of the archangel and the dead in time to rise first. I get excited about that. I think I might preach myself up this morning. Look at me in Revelation 17. Let's read verses 1 through 6. I've got a good start because I've got a lot of Bible tells us in book one of Revelation 17, then one of the seven on yellow, one of the seven on the seven bowls, came and talked to me and said, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot that sits on many waters. Of whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of the fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones, but no one had in her hand a golden cup full of abomination and the filthiness of the earth. So far, but I will forbid the name of this mystery. Babylon the Great, that's the name of the mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of abomination of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk.
go around and I would say that. And I think it's funny now. Kids today, y'all, y'all like Scooby-Doo, but you don't like Scooby-Doo like we did. My, my boys nowadays, they think it's funny. They play Scooby-Doo's laugh as a meme, you know. <laughs> That's what mysteries were to me growing up, you know, and then you know, suddenly you pull the mask off and it's a deal. What's the mystery was? That's what it was. That's the group where the whole group said, you know, you're going to say this. Because you're pulling off of something. In fact, I want to remind you of something right now. If you were to start looking into solving the mystery of who, that's enough to go walk in front of you. That's enough to go walk in front of God. If you pull the mask off, you're going to see it. something and not have any existence before what you gave birth to. Can I get an amen on that? I mean, that is science right there. There's no argument science that is good. You can't be the mother of something and not be older than your child. Maybe, maybe not. This 2023 now says the mother of Carnage. This is something that gave birth to Carnage. This is something that gave birth to abomination. Let him who's on the housetop not go down and take anything out of the house. 
makes me very uneasy to see him not go back to those clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Verse 20, and pray ye that this might may not be in the winter or on the Shabbat or on the Sabbath. For when there will be great tribulation, and we know it's coming, such as has not been, there will be great tribulation. Let me say that again, verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever Started equating that to scripture, and then started reading scripture ourselves. We're like, wait a minute, there's something wrong in this scripture. But the Bible does tell us what to do to understand. What do we need to understand that this abomination that will come? This abomination that will come, that will come, already. what the Spirit wants to accomplish. In fact, we might see some of it. We can see it. 
we will discover that we need to understand that God is calling us out of But what is the spirit of Babylon? Well, it's certainly not this. That's the spirit of St. Louis. You say, what's the spirit of St. Louis? Well, that's Charles Lindbergh right there. That is the first airplane to ever escape from the man's fight.
follow me. I'm going to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we're going to have one world currency. And everybody's going to be equal. And I'm going to do this for you. Nimrod, the mighty hunter. We read about that in the book of Genesis. And we say, oh, he's just a good deer hunter. Wrong. No. The picture is that he
devil in him. He comes home in the morning and says, I will be like God. I will make my mountain here. I will set my throne there. there after the flood. Why was it there? Because people quit following 
darkness, put mystery into God. The moment they said, God, your commandment to spread out is no longer something I care to do, then out of a sudden the spirit of Babylon moved in. You see, you might be right there this morning. It's my challenge to you this morning is that you have stopped following God's commands and you stopped listening to what the Bible says, that what you've done is invite the spirit of Babylon into your house, into your home, into your family, into your marriage, into your job, into your life. Something so simple as, I don't feel like moving anymore. That's human nature, isn't it? I don't know about y'all, but I think we're all inherently a little bit lazy. Somewhere else. The spirit of Babylon begins 
by removing God's people in one place, doing the same thing, and start taking them from God's house into a task that is usually meaningless. I like to call it the busyness of the devil. But what happens is, is the spirit of Babylon convinces us that we need to lose track of what God told us to do and get busy doing something the devil wants us to do. Have you ever seen a church that loses its focus of evangelism and gets out on the focus of something else? Have you ever seen a church do that before? When a church starts becoming in-reaching and not out-reaching, it's no longer spiritual but sinful. When a church loses its focus of loving the lost and winning the lost and starts getting back into, well, I'll just take care of the people that are here, it's lost, it's God drive and become devil. That's the spirit of Babylon. He said, Pastor, I don't want to win any loss. I don't know how to do it. Let me tell you how to win loss. Tell them Jesus is Lord. You say, that's really hard. It's not, not going to get any easier. People get in trouble for that nowadays, don't they? Try that at work nowadays. Jesus is Lord. And see how many people get offended. I love being a pastor because I love it. I love that sometimes. The spirit of Babylon removes us from God's house, from God's people, and it puts us on a path that is busy work, like living a tower of Babylon. Like a tower that can take you nowhere. Like a job that can take you nowhere. Have you ever seen the church embrace doing something that it's not supposed to do? Can I give you a sad but true story quickly now? You ever heard of the YMCA, the Young Men's Christian Association? started out, evangelizing started out, reaching kids in the inner city, started by preaching and bringing the gospel to them. It was winning souls, it was saving children, it was making disciples and teaching them how to read, how to write, and how to love God's Word. And then one day, the spirit of Babylon moved in, and it went from God's Word to being politically correct. And today, it's not about Christ at all, but about community. America. Do I need to go down another one? <laughs> started out being a Christian organization. Started out saying, love God, love country, love your family. And there's nothing greater than that. And now it's love people, love political correctness. And so we can keep getting saved. But we can do it. We can I'll put you in the busy world. Incidentally, as Babylon removed God's people from Judah and Israel. They remained there. They remained there. You see that? Hey, Hananiel, the man that's going to be uh, another Babylonian name is my God in it. Hey, Daniel, your name is not going to be Daniel, which means the Lord is my judge. It's not going to be Belshazzar, which means Baal is the judge of your life. And so I'll change your name to reflect on your that we saw there in Daniel chapter 1 is that it was by the king of the chief of the eunuchs. Let me tell you something. When you get uh, assigned to the chief of the eunuchs, it's because you're a what? You get made into a eunuch. Poor Daniel. Poor 
Daniel. He got mutilated. Not only is it mutilated, but there's a usual why the spirit of Babylon likes to do that because it wants to shut down the church, it wants to move God's people, it wants to affect God's people with lies, it wants to bring in heresy, and if it can't do that, then what it will do You can see what the spirit of Babylon wants. Remember now, it's nothing new. It's the mother of harlots, the Bible tells us. And so what does the spirit want today? I'm moving quickly now because I'm running out of time. It wants, number one, are you ready to get started in our actual sermon now? Where, <laughs> no. It wants to close down the church. In Daniel, we can see the spirit invaded Jerusalem and it destroyed the temple and it removed God's people. And just a few years ago, just two and a half years ago, the spirit of Babylon went global and said, shut down the churches everywhere. And what we did was start believing that evil spirit. God help us. Close it down. Don't sing. What? You know what we're going to be doing when we get up in heaven? Singing and eating. Praise God. In Daniel, we can see the spirit invaded Jerusalem. It destroyed the temple and removed God's people, and it's still doing that today. It is doing its best to close down the churches and moves across America in the year 2023. Its number one goal is to shut down the church. It'll shut it down using laws. It'll shut it down using political correctness. It'll shut it down using wokeness, and it'll make you afraid, afraid that you'll make the government, the powers, mad at you. I want you to know the Bible says, don't worry about what man can do to you. You need to be afraid of who can kill both bodies and soul in hell. Time for us to get back to doing what God told us to do. And God told us, go therefore, preach the gospel, teach them all things that I command you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Number one thing that the Spirit of Babylon will almost did. It shut them down nationwide. Could you imagine that? For the first time in the history of the United States of America, there was no church bells ringing. There was no praises singing. There was no prayers being made in the house of God. They all had clothes on it. Scared the death of COVID.
It doesn't just say it tried to infect itself with something incorrect. What it does is say, you can feel the power. You know, take that to heaven. All you got to do is trust me, and I'll take you where you need to be. No, what you need to trust is God Almighty. What you need to read is God's holy word. This is true. And the merchants of the earth have become rich in 
the funniest of the last week. And I heard another voice in heaven say, and I love verse 4. There's something about that number 4, amen? I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people. Let you share her sins and let you receive from her place. And I believe that God is calling His church right now out of the city of Babylon. We've been caught up in confusion. We've been caught up in the spirit of Babylon. But God this morning has said, Come out of her, my people. I want you to know that He's coming back and that's right soon. And He said it. Okay, so long as you're giving the truth of my truth. Hang on, there's only one truth. 
said, I am the bread. I am the truth. I am the life. Three. The difference between the Christian and the non-Christian. Are you ready for this? Non-Christians give their heart and soul to whatever they do. Christians give their heart and soul to Jesus. To Jesus.
day one. And uh, so he came, and he put Jesus in front of him. In fact, he was baptized next Sunday. So Brother Nick and Sister Krista came, and they said, we want to be members of Brother Sandy Baptist Church. They're both saved and baptized. If you're going to support him and pray for him and love him and the same way, well, that sounds humanity to me. Welcome to Welcome to Sandy. I'm welcome to India. Not very good news. Oh, I got one more. Thank you all. See you this afternoon. Shalom.